from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Yo, yo, this is this is Christopher. I'm not I'm not flying solo. Steve is right with me. Welcome to the Bleed Blue Show. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Hey, we're gonna talk about NFL Championship Sunday tonight. Uh, we have a special guest with us too. We're gonna to go over uh, every parameter, if, if we can, of these uh, of these two massive games coming up on Sunday. That everybody claims they're not anticipating, but I know you are. I know you, a lot of you are uh, suffering from giant fallout, but that's okay. They'll be back, <laughs> you know. And so, hey, here we go, Steve. Come on, man. Let's, What's let's going on, people. Chris? Hey, What's up, man? How you man, doing? I'm doing better, <laughs> but but that's okay. That's okay. I um, look, man. We it's very very important. You know me, man. For eight years or whatever, you know how important it is for the San Francisco 49ers to prevail this week. And I'm going to emphasize that in a little while with our special guest on, from Sports Take with, with Gabe Sports Show. But I'm asked about that situation because I, I – let me tell you something. Down here, they are – they're talking about Super Bowl and they got their all their regalia and their they're holding parades, and they have green beer on, on sale, and they're doing all of this nonsense, and I just really, really, from a personal perspective, need to see egg on their face. <laughs> I got to have it. I got to have it. So I'm hyped about that. But we're going to swing into that. We're going to talk about the Bengals and Chiefs as well. Um, but I'm, I'll let, let everyone know that, hey, you know, welcome to the Bleed Blue Show. This is 929 Four one seven one is our call in number. Uh, we had a really not we. I wasn't on the show. Well, I was on the show. I, I peeked in, but uh, there was a really heated, um, really wonderful discussion yesterday on the Nickelbacker Ave uh, Nick show last night. I led really by you. Well, I came in a little bit, but I appreciate. I, mean, I appreciate you, you, you took the, you took us down memory lane. How it was because you know <laughs> me and Av guys out of our age back, we never saw a Knicks championship. So you kind of yeah. painted the picture. Uh, how it went down. Oh, I would love to see incredible. that. Incredible. It's incredible. It was incredible. But you missed the best part of the show. You missed the best well, part of the show. The very matter of fact, you would have loved it. Did you hear the entire the end, the playback? No, because it cut off on me. Yeah. Did it? it I don't off, know. You know. Dude. It did. It cut off at, at the ten o'clock. You, this, this is kinda, it it kind of goes to what you were just saying about the Eagles. Uh, everything, they're getting ready for a Super Bowl. Hopefully San Fran has something to do with that. But the, at the very end, me and Ab, we were actually in agreement, but we had a, I, I went on a rant about Jalen Brunson of the Knicks oh, walking into the oh garden with a Jalen yeah. Hurts Eagles jersey last week before yeah. that giant Eagle game. Me and Ab spent about a good 17 minutes on that. I, I'm still mad about that shit. Like, you just don't I mean, do that. You don't do that. And let me tell you, now the excuse is, well, you know, you grew up in Philly, you went to Philly schools, you, grew, you went to Villanova, blah, blah, blah. But um, you are the de facto captain, almost, of the New York Knicks. 
you can't come in like that. And, you know, it reminds me of when Mike, Mike Trout Eagles Eagle jersey that, that year when they, were in the, when they were in the Super Bowl. I hated it. I hate every moment of that. you gotta, you got to peel back the representation a little bit when you're, you're in a certain position. So I, I would totally agree with you and uh, Nickabaka Ave, man. But um, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll get, I, right, I can't right, wait right. to hear it. I implore everybody else to hear it too, and follow the Nickelbacker Avenue page on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and, and go watch Orange and the Blues on Amazon Prime Video. Go watch Orange and the Blues on that, Amazon uh, Prime Video. It is a fantastic documentary. He's a great man. I watched it twice. It was, it's well worth it. If you if you bleed blues somehow, watch the <laughs> please watch that documentary. I I implore you. It was really really great. And also check out uh. Azul unfiltered as he goes across the board in any sport and he weighs in with his opinion on and off the field. Rink to play, court, handball court, I don't know, foosball court. <laughs> Viewing this question is advised. We're going to swing into some conversation now about this, uh, the upcoming playoff games. Um, one by one, we got two great guests. First, everyone knows Carl at the C Notes. How are you, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, gentlemen. It's championship weekend. We got all the uh, riffraff out of here, and we've got the four best teams in the sport playing. Definitely, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Who's the best quarterback that. remaining of the four? Who's the best quarterback? Yeah. I already have mine. That's a good question. Um, I got to think about that. I'm not sure yet. Well, me, give me a moment. Yeah, give, me, give me some time. I'll, I'll, <laughs> when we come back to that, I'll, I'll probably give you. All right. Also, for the first time, welcome Gabe, everybody, from Sports Take, Sports Take with Gabe Sports Show. Did I say that right? That's like a tongue twister, Gabe. Say it for me. Sports it's, Take it's, with Gabe. Yeah, it's actually it's, – it's, it's Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. Galore. Woo! Yeah. I love it. I love it. Welcome to the Bleed Blue Show, man. Welcome, yeah, thank welcome, you. Welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. Give give us a little background on on your show, right quick, for all of well, our just, viewers. It's, it's basically audio. I mean, like I said, I just rec- I recorded like you know on Tuesdays and Fridays. You know, I talk about of course football, both college and pro. I talk, I, of course, I talk the NBA. You know, I talk you know, box, you know, I, I do some boxing. I talk UFC, and whatever other um other sports um um in, um events and anything that goes on, but. But mainly, I cover, you know, cover mostly, you know, NFL and NBA, along with others in between. Right. And of course, you can follow. Right. And of course, you can find it on Spotify and you know Apple Podcasts and Google and Anchor and wherever you stream your podcasts. Well, all right. That's Gabe, everybody. Hope you got that. He's going to repeat that again at the end of the show. Again, our number is 929-477-4171. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all your social media and such. All right. And as Carl just said, Steve, um, we're down to the final four. And and that's a good question. Uh, We know who the four are. Who is the best quarterback left? Let let me me just, you know, let, let let me go ahead and question out. Let me do that. And Carl, have you had a chance to uh, ponder it since then, or what? <laughs> <laughs> I I have, um, and I think the answer is sort of layered. 
Um, I don't think there is one definitive answer to that question. Okay. Well, there is. There is. Yeah, you kind of have to. I I thought of when we when I had a chance to think about it just now. I looked at it sort of like this: Um, Who is the person playing the best right now? Who is the person that's been playing the best all year? And who is the person that's probably been the most consistent? Um, right. I'm going to eliminate the 49er quarterback. Um, Mahomes has played the best all year, but he's injured currently. So I don't know how much that will affect him this week. Burrow has been almost – Burrow and Hurts have basically been the most consistent as well, but they're not injured. Take that into account right. as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. You probably could. Uh, you probably could best ask the question like this: yeah. Which of the four quarterbacks would you have? Would you choose to have going into the fight this weekend? You probably could ask it that way. I'm going to always go. Well, if you're going to ask me, which you're, which you're not, but if you're going <laughs> to ask me, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. I got to go with the tried and true heart, man. That's just me. That's just me. I'm not saying it's – I love Burrow, you know. And you know what? I'm going to give you a little spoiler. I also really appreciate Purdy because as I – and I guess I'm going to – we're going to all find out what, what Gabe's background is as far as college football is concerned. But I know uh, – I want to say it was three years ago. I remember the game where Oklahoma with Hurts was up big in the third quarter. I think it was like 42 – I don't know, forty-two seventeen or something like that. But Purdy and Iowa State Cyclones, man, he was doing some Joe Montana sheesh on them. And but Oklahoma just he but Purdy threw an interception in the end zone, and uh, Oklahoma walked off with the win by one, and it hurt their standing and and their um their bowl status. I remember it was Purdy. I said this guy's pretty damn good, but I didn't even consider him in my top ten. And I'm kind of so I'm sort of like. Kind of not surprised he's here, but kind of surprised he's here at the same time. And Gabe, same question that Cino's had. Um, who's the best quarterback left? To Steve's question. The best quarterback left. Um, well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I, I could be biased and say my guy Brock Purdy, but I don't need him. Like, I, I don't think he is the best quarterback, but he doesn't have to be. At least not right now. But I, I think I have to go with Joe Burrow because I think right now Joe Burrow is playing like a man possessed because yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals have been disrespected. I mean, think about it. After, you know, the, you know, the game got canceled because of the, the, the Mar Hamlin thing, and then, you know, they didn't, they, didn't re, they didn't play the game again, which they, I think they should have, you know, at a different time to see who can get the number – if they have a chance for that number one spot. So what they get, what they did for the Bengals is that they 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 made they gave them a um a, a, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for they um what they did is they um they set it up to where they if they if they lose the if they were to lose to the um Ravens that last game of the season they would have to um have a coin toss and let's just say they lost the coin toss the toss then they would have to, they would have to play in Baltimore but instead they beat Baltimore. And then they then they had to had to play him again and beat him again, and then they go into 
But they go into Buffalo. Everybody's expecting Buffalo to win the game and everything, and Joe Burrow just goes in there and makes minced meat and Swiss cheese out of the um, Buffalo he Bills sure defense. He had no regard for the but, weather or the crowd. He just went and did his thing. That's a fact. I mean, they, they, scored, on, they scored on five of their seven possessions. I mean, Buffalo had no answer for the, for, 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 um, the Bengals' um, offense. So I think right now Joe Burrow just has a swag to him. And he just has a um, – I mean, he has that it. I mean, don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes, you can make a case for him too. But I just – him not being 100%, I mean, and then the fact that the, Bing, the Bengals' defense have had his number, I mean, they match, they match up pretty well against him. So, as I said in, you know, my, my, my latest podcast, you know, that it was recorded not too long ago, um, can Patrick Mahomes solve the riddle? And I mean, I mean, I just believe right now, um, Joe Burrow. Right now, I think he just has he just has that it. And I just think right now, they're probably the, the, the most dangerous team out of the four left in this in this in this um, championship Sunday. Okay, so um, okay, so I, I want to swing into the matchups right quick. But before I do that, I want to ask Billy Bob and Dre, who just joined us, who is the question is who's the best quarterback left. In out of the final four, right now, Billy Bob, we start with you. The best quarterback Billy that's Bob. left right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? The best quarterback that's left right now. Uh, since Patrick Mahomes hurt, man, you really have to. Ooh, good one. You might have to say Joe Burrow. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, yeah, you might have to say Joe Burrow, but if I had to say that was running for second, I'm I'm just looking at it. If, if if Patrick Mahomes hurt, I would have to go uh, Jalen Hurts too. Slightly mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts because just to a fact, to a fact, because he he he's created an offense where they could be physical in a finesse team, regardless if it's running or passing. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dre, how about you? Oh, sorry. Dre Graham, same question. Yeah, I would say, you know, I would say Joe Burrow right now. You know, like Billy Bob said, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes is injured. And um, to keep it real, man, Hurts is injured too because, you know, we really didn't test that show at all. So I still believe that he's hurt. He just – didn't come out of that game hurt or looking like he was hurt because he really didn't think to physically test that shoulder. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, Burrow's the best quarterback, but that's that's not who I pick to win if they get to if they get to the Super Bowl. We get into that later. But and I'll tell you why. But yeah, Joe okay. Burrow. Joe Burrow. And Steve, let me tell you, man, I would, yes, the gentleman, I'm changing my answer to Burrow too, but let me explain why before you say, oh, you can't do that. Let me explain why. Um, I don't think, I know that the Bengals are like, what are they, sixth in the league regarding opposition scoring. They they allow about 19 um, 19 points a game. And they don't allow a hell of a lot of running yards either. Therefore, on that note itself, with Kansas City basically having one big receiver, 
okay? And because the old, I'm thinking the old days, you know, where you had you had Tyreek Hill here, and you, I don't, I don't think that kind of firepower is is in the um is in the arsenal anymore for Kansas City, and I think they're pretty much running off their talent. Now that I think about it, but so I'm going with, so I'm going to switch my vote right now. But Steve, it was your question, so was, I, we need to hear your answer. Yeah, yeah. All, although. Mahomes put a record numbers in a single season with those passing yards, right? And to your point as far as uh, Tyreek Hill, because that was like the ultimate game changer in that offense. Right. He still got the job done because he literally has an all in a, a, a Hall of Fame tight end to go with him. But, man, Joe Burrow is a different type of animal, man. I mean, it, it, you, see the, you see how he balled out when he was at LSU. Uh, even with the weapons, he has better – he has better wide receivers than the Kansas City Chiefs, top heavy. And he actually has not a, not a bad tight end, but his pocket presence, changing of the call, snap counts. Uh, he, he, yep. had the, he had the Bills all screwed up in that first half uh, in, in Buffalo, in that snowy weather. They, they destroyed them, man. I'm going, I'm going Burrow, man. Uh, even okay. because, the, like Carl said, the, the, the ankle – it might be possum now. It could be possum as far as they, they're saying that he's hurt. We don't know until we actually see him moving around after that Jacksonville game, but I'm going to go Burrow, man. I'm going to go Burrow because he makes the throws too, man, in that pocket. Just just, just on the money, even though he has the great receivers to go with it, but he's still got to make those throws, man. Go Burrow, man. Okay. Okay, that's Burrow. That's Steve is for Burrow. Ladies and gentlemen, I two nine four seven seven four one seven one. This is the Bleed Blue 23, 2023 NFL Championship Sunday show, the pre-show for that one. Uh, we're gonna we, we need to talk about this game, these games, okay? And I think one at a time will be will be will suffice. So let's let's start with the uh, let's start with Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati Kansas City matchup here. So. Um, C-notes, 14-4 um, Cincinnati Bengals. You see what the, you see exactly what happened the last time he stepped on the football field. You know, um, Joe Mixon mixing it up with Jamar Chase. Uh, Burrow being just the next greatest thing since, I don't know, I don't know. You can name a, a, I'm not, I was almost Brady-ish there, but I don't want to say that yet. But No, no, you can say Tom Brady. Bengals, Bengals had 5.1 yards in attempt in that snow up there in Buffalo, okay? And I don't know if the Chiefs – I don't know. You gotta, let me know what you see. What do you see, bro? But be a prognosticator for this game in Arrowhead Stadium on, uh, on Sunday. Well, one thing I've noticed in the three games that these two teams have played in the last 12 months is that um, Kansas City does not have enough uh, deep backs in the secondary to cover the Cincinnati wide receivers. That has been a, a huge issue. I think in the first game that they had, I think if someone can check this, I think Chase went for like 300-something yards uh, the first time that these two teams met. And then in the championship yeah, game, it was like, all right, we're going to try to slow down Chase. But the problem with that is 
you know, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are guys that can, you know, do damage against you as well. And so they played this year. And even though I think the Bengals may have gotten down a couple, you know, about seven or ten points in the first half in the game, it didn't really matter because the Chiefs consistently couldn't stop them. And so even though Cincy has some offensive line issues, the guys that, 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 got, that they missed the three guys last week, I don't think two of them for sure are coming back on, on Sunday. The guys that actually replaced them were, were tremendous um, uh, up in Buffalo last week. And so the question that I'm sort of asking myself again this time is, okay, the Chiefs didn't get, did not add any new defenders since November. That didn't happen. So they're basically – kind of relying on the same guys that have been getting burned by this team the last three times. And then you factor that in with, all right, can the Chiefs consistently rush the passer? Because if the answer is no, Cincinnati, just just from a, a pure talent standpoint, if you were comparing rosters between the Chiefs and, 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 and Kansas City, the, the Bengals come in with a much, much better roster. And so, standpoint, it's going to be hard for the Chiefs, and it's going to be cold down there. I think it's going to be like 12 degrees. So we'll see how that, if that factors in. Um, but just sort of schematically, it's hard for the Chiefs to kind of come up with a game plan to hold Cincinnati down to anything less than, say, 27 points. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the average, this, I think that's what they average. Isn't it? No. So, I, I mean, I've, I've not seen the exact number of the average. They do. But, you know, also one thing that has come about, and I don't know if you guys noticed it in the game that, that they play, Cincinnati for about the second half of the season has, and you see teams uh, not do this very often, but they've decided to do this. They've elected that when they win the coin toss, rather than defer to the second half of the game and get the ball then, they have elected to take the football. And I tracked this this week. I think it's happened eight, it happened eight times since the second half of the season. And in those eight times that they've gotten the football to start the game, they have scored four touchdowns and kicked one field goal. And so what you saw last week when, when Cincinnati took the ball and went right down the field and sent it in, kind of like how Philadelphia did to the Giants, I think that that got Buffalo a little bit spooked because all of a sudden, 7 nothing before you get, even get started, and it's like, okay, damn, shit, you know, we got to, all right, we got to, you know, strap it up here because, <laughs> and and you get into a situation where maybe you punt the ball three and out. Maybe something happens, you know, on, on offense for the opposing team. And now Cincinnati gets the ball right back, drives right down the field, 14 nothing, And now all of a sudden the, the pace of the game is now sped up. You, you, you know, you try to want to slow the game down early on and try to, you know, get into the flow of the game. But the problem with getting into the flow of the game is when you're down 14 nothing. Any plan that you might have had going in, you basically have to throw it out the window and start, you know, start pushing the ball to get some points because you might get run out of the building. That's kind of what happened last week. So that's something the Chiefs got to be concerned about is that if you get behind and Mahomes has got that ankle situation, all of a sudden Cincinnati's bringing dudes from all over the place like they were doing in the second, third, and fourth quarters. And now Mahomes, who you don't know if he can get out the pocket, whether or not his scrambling ability is going to be in question. You don't want that situation where you're putting the ball up, you know, 40, 50 times because you have no choice because you need to score. Sure. All right. All right. Thank you. That's C-Notes. At C-Notes. That's Paul right there. Uh, what yeah. exactly happened? 
what exactly happens when Cincinnati is on offense and um, Kansas City is on defense in the first half of this game? In your in your in your uh, prognosticating way. Well, I, I, then, I think I, I think as it was as it was stated, I mean, who, they're gonna have to pick their poison. I mean, I, I mean, you got Jamar Chase, but you know, you got T. Higgins, and then you have Tyler Boyd. So, and like I say, looking at the um, since I mean, the Chiefs secondary, it's kind of suspect. But I'm gonna give you a yeah. name to watch out for. I mean, in this game, we all know we know Jamar Chase, we know T. T Higgins, and we also know Tyler Boyd. But pay attention to Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Oh, absolutely, I believe he's going to yeah. be the X factor in this game because they're going to be concentrating on those three guys. Hayden Hurst is going to have a big game in this one. I think he's I think he's going to um um eat up the Chiefs in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So look so look 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 for him to probably have. I mean, don't be surprised he has 100 yards and maybe a couple of touchdowns in this game because the Chiefs are going to be so worried about Jamar Chase, so worried about T. Higgins, that they're going to forget about um, Hayden Hurst. And I, and I, just, don't, I just don't believe the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe they have an answer for um, um, Hayden Hurst. So look for, look for, look for, look for um, Hayden Hurst to be the X factor for the um, Cincinnati Bengals. What about vice versa? Now, as far as the uh, – like I said, the, the question is going to be the mobility of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, do we all – because, you know, right now, the Cincinnati Bengals defense, don't be don't sleep on them because in, in the three matchups, I mean, it just – I mean, some teams just match up with other teams very well, and it just seems like the Cincinnati Bengals defense just has has the answers – against Patrick Mahomes and company. And like you say, outside of if they can neutralize Travis Kelsey, I mean, where where is Patrick Mahomes going to go? I mean, yeah, he's got Jarek McKinnon who can, you know, run and catch the ball. And for and for the Chiefs, I mean, Isaac um, Pacheco, he's going to have to have a, a big game. I actually believe mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have to put – I actually believe they're going to have to have a ball – they're going to have to play ball control. I understand the Chiefs. You know they they're not as explosive as they are in past years, but they are pretty. They can they can still be explosive. I believe they have to play a ball control game because, mm-hmm. especially with Patrick Mahomes being limited as he as he as he as he is, if, if I mean if they're if they're going you know punting more times than scoring, Cincinnati's gonna Cincinnati's defense is is just gonna do the same thing they did to Buffalo. They're gonna make mince meat and Swiss cheese out of them. Yeah, leave him on a short field. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, 929-477-4171. That was Gabe, everyone. This is the Bleed Blue Show. This is uh, the 2023 NFL Championship Sunday conversation. We're going to continue this with Billy Bob. But first, let me tell you, to uh, don't forget to check out the classic Stakeholder Spotlight episodes featuring some of your great stories of the sports fans to sound off right here on the Bleed Blue Show. Billy Bob. Bob, um, right here. What's the matchup look like to you? I mean, offensively and defensively, both teams. Okay, like like I said, the only reason I, I told Joe, I mean Joe Burrow, is because he he does resemble Tom Brady because the way he manipulates the pocket and he can move in the pocket, which tells which, which 
And and the thing about it, the thing in it, well, it is like he has way better weapons than Tom Brady had in the past, where it's like it's on steroids. But the thing that I've seen that uh, Joe Burrow understand is that he checks off. I'm not just saying he checks off. He get he takes what the defense giving him. That and that is so crazy because he also dumping the ball off to of Joe Nixon. He right. he just always giving. He always taking what the defense gives him, and then. Throughout the course of the game, as the game slows down, and that's when you start to see these big plays because you, you throw in the, the, the Jamar Chase, which is like a running back once he catches it, and then you got the right. physical of, of, of the other wide receivers in the tight end. So that's the thing I see. So, I mean, that's what makes that offense because he knows how to manipulate the pocket and move within the pocket. And then to sit there and say that he doesn't have an offensive line, to me, I think that's why he makes that offensive line look more better than wherever he has. He makes it more better than what it looks like. So that's one thing on that side of the ball. And as far as, as far as Kansas City on offense, I just think now with Patrick Mahomes being hurt, I think he might have to rely more on uh, Andy Reid. Just just going with Andy Reid decision. I want to say in, uh, his offense. Yeah, just more relying on Andy Reid and his offensive play calling now. Because at times you, it may be Patrick Mahomes doing it himself, willing it himself. But I just say if he can stay within Andy Reid offense, it'll be a close mm-hmm. game. But then it's always down to the best, the best quarterback who will take it at the end. Whoever, might might be whoever has the ball last. Tell the truth. So that's what I'm saying. And, 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 and Cincinnati does have a good defense. But I, I really yep. think that if if whoever has the ball last, that's who I think might come away with it, and most likely it could be Cincinnati because they can really control that time of possession in the first half, and then they become more of an explosive team in that second half. Got it. All right, Dre, same question. Uh, um, as far as as far as Kansas City, um, Kansas City's offense. It's going to look different, man, because, you know, what people got to realize is, you know, we, we, we've seen Mahomes with an ankle before. The last Super Bowl he was in, he lost. Yeah, true, he had two or, two or three um, offensive linemen out, but still, that ankle wasn't 100%, and that was after two weeks of rest because he did it in the championship game. So now he has the ankle that looks a lot worse than it was the championship game a couple years ago with seven days worth of rest. And I like to call Patrick Mahomes the the um, the Steph Curry of football because he is, literally. Steph Curry, Curry, he throws the ball up, no form, it goes in. Patrick Mahomes, you tackle him, he just throws the ball and he just goes straight and on point. Mm-hmm. So... And and, ha- and and part of that is because, you know, he, he's so elusive and so athletic. But the main reason why he's so elusive and athletic is because he can use those legs. He can use those ankles. That he, he can't really do that. He, he's not going to really be able to do that right now. So he's, he's, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. And, you know, uh, the Bengals, they're out for blood. They taste that blood. They lost in the Super Bowl last year. They want to get back there. So they're real hungry right now. And as far as um, Kansas City's defense against Cincinnati, man, it, they 
it's 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 just too overpowered. It's, it's just too too much power on that offense right now. And I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna give you an example. Remember, remember when uh, Peyton Manning got injured in Indianapolis, right? When he got injured in Indianapolis, the whole team fell apart because Peyton was the the motivation of the team. So now Patrick Mahomes is the motivation of the team. He's not doing good. Then it's going to be we're going to be looking like, hold up. We knew the Chiefs' offense was, I mean, defense was all right, but we ain't know that they sucked. All their momentum is going. If, if Mahomes is not motivating the team by going out there doing his Steph Curry-type moves on the football field, scoring these touchdowns, making everything exciting, it doesn't up, uplift the team. So it all right. goes back to it all goes back to Mahomes. And I just don't think at this point right now, championship game, Mahomes not 100%. They can't, you know, it's, it's going to be too much for them. I mean, that's, that's right. my opinion. Yeah, I, I hear it. All right. And finally, the great Azul. What you got, bro? Listen, man, um, you go back to that game last week with the Jaguars, and it was a whole big dose of Travis Kelsey, you know, as far as he – I mean, yeah. that is his go-to for life, you know what I'm saying? So how many targets he had in that game? Like 14, 15 for a tight end? Like Do you think 14. he's going to – let me ask you a quick question, Chris. He's going to go over or under those targets to Kelsey, especially with his so-called I- ankle. I think he's going to probably be about the same. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I really. Yeah, you know, I heard Gabe talk about McKinnon, and in, I know right. Pacheco had a like a forty yard run in that game as well. I think they're going to be in trouble. I think Kansas City is going to be in trouble. I, I think I, Cincinnati. I, is, I what? I do. I do. No, I'm with you. I, I do too. I. I well, I, yeah, because. I'm with you. They have like like they they have balance on both sides, man. They got a lot of workmen, horsemen type of guys on that defensive side of the ball. I'll get to that a little bit later. But looking at Kansas City, even going back to last year, you know uh, the defensive coordinator Spags, where they play a lot of man coverage, a single high safety. That's not good for a team like this because to Gay's points, and I agree, and I think we're all in agreement. You literally have two number one wide receivers on the field. You have Higgins, who's literally he's probably a number one wide receiver. Happens to be a number two. You got uh, Jamar Chase, and and I agree with his assessment of Aiden Hurst, who's a tier, to me he's a tier two tight end. That's a yep. lot of weapons, along with the the dual backs that they got in Mixon and Perini. I mean, they are loaded, dude. And the issues that you had with the Bengals was like they lost three offensive linemen, and they almost didn't miss a beat. Remember, we talked about Jonah Williams when he was coming out of Alabama. He's been in and out of the lineup. I just think Cincinnati, if you could go to, if you could go to Buffalo, despite all those, the motivation they had since the, uh, the DeMar Hamlin game, and they didn't, right. they didn't get the chance to play that game, and everybody's kind of rooting, everybody in the country was kind of rooting yep. for the Bills, and everybody gave the proverbial middle finger to the Bengals because of the story, the backstory. They went in there in that right. blizzard and carved the Bills up. I can see the same thing against the Kansas City defense. And it's not going to be snowing like that in Kansas City like it did in, in Buffalo. Yeah. Problem with Kansas City, like somebody uh, alluded to, they're, they're, they play a lot of man covers, but the back end of their – you know, the, the secondary is, is so suspect with Jalen Watson, uh, 
uh, Thor, yep. Juan Thornhill. I just, <laughs> I mean, as long as the Cincinnati doesn't get hurt, I mean, they are the Kansas City defense is in for a long day. They're going to have to capitalize off of turnovers. Cincinnati's going to have to beat themselves. Uh, that's the, the top half of how I look at it. And my last point, let me go back to the uh, Cincinnati defense side of things. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Jesse Bates has been one of the underrated safeties in this league. Uh, Von Bell has actually played some decent football. And, and, and everybody on his line, Sam Gates, probably going to start throwing up. Eli Apple has shown a lot of confidence in that Bills game. If you watch Best Twitter follow in the league, Eli Apple. I'm telling you right now. That man is um, they are, they, That unit is doing their thing, man. That unit did a good job against uh, Davis, Stephon Diggs uh, last week. But then you add in Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. Oh, my God. These guys, man, they have a lot of balance. I mean, a lot of these teams left remaining has a lot of balance. But um, listen, viewers that ask me, I, I agree with uh, where where, um, where Gabe was coming from with Aiden Hurst because he had, a nice, he had that touchdown last week because everybody jumped on Jamar Chase when they thought it was a wide receiver screen. And he just snicked behind the back of the uh, that first level of the uh, on the outside, wide open. You can't cover everybody. You can't. You really can't. And the quarterback is accurate as fuck. So uh, that's um, that's kind of how I look at this game top level. Cincinnati does not fear going to Kansas City at all. This is not a Baker Mayfield situation like from a couple of seasons ago. You know, like Cincinnati's been down this road. And- trying to get back to the, the big dance, and they're actually even better. And I think a lot of people wrote them off even early in the year when they lost to Dallas, and they're like, what? Please. Cincinnati's rolling, man. Yep. Different team. Different team. Hey, Carl, what's the line on this game? So the line has moved four different times since it came out on Sunday. It originally started with the Chiefs minus two and a half, and that was even with the injury. Then it became Cincinnati plus two and a half. Then it went down to one and a half. And as of yesterday, it is now Chiefs favored by one. So there has been a whole lot of movement going on because of the fact that there is now a belief that Mahomes' ankle might be a little bit than what folks feared initially on Monday. Okay. I don't see that as a big thing. I, I'm I'm with everybody on the line. Buffalo is uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo. Cincinnati is uh, I think this is going to be a little bit more uh, less less competitive than everyone thinks. And I'm saying that as as a, you know in favor of the Bengals. That's just me. All right, thank you for everybody's feedback. Um, let's try this other one here. Let's try this one that I dread. Uh, uh, how do you open this? All right. Well, <clears throat> these, you know, I can see Steve's eyes looking right at me through the through – the, <laughs> well, he knows how much I hate this shit. But Niners, Eagles, this is the one that everybody's going to be waiting for. This is the marquee game, unless you live in the Midwest, I guess. Um, this is the one that people, I, and, I, and this is what I don't like. 
people claim is probably going to be the pre, the Super Bowl winner. I don't like when they talk that way because it always blows up in their face. But nonetheless, over here at 3 o'clock at, at Lincoln Financial Field, there won't be a shortage of talented players on this field on either side, okay? But let's face it, this ain't exactly the rumble in the jungle, but it's going to be it's gonna be close. So, Carl, you just gave me the, the line there. So tell me what you – besides the line, tell me uh, – because t- I want to talk about matchups later on, but I just want to know how, you, how, how you're looking at this game right now as we speak. So this matchup is um... – it's fascinating because of just all the talent that's going to be on the field for both sides. And actually this whole weekend, I, I think I, I was texting somebody on Tuesday. I said, if you, I think you might be seeing about 11 potential future hall of famers on the field this weekend over the four teams. And probably if you just took away these two teams that are playing Philadelphia and uh, San Francisco, you might be able to get conservatively maybe six hall of famers on the field. Uh, this this weekend, uh, this Sunday, so that's just something just to just to sort of marvel at. Um, I think the, the way that this game looks, watching the 49ers just cl- as closely as 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 they did Sunday, um, that defense that they face in the Cowboys is probably of all the like 49ers. I think have won like nine, I think it's either nine, ten, or eleven games in a row, some number like that. And if you look at the before that Sunday's game, they had not really faced a defense as good as the Cowboys. And so the 49ers offense, if, if you watched it, didn't look the same. You know, the pass rush of Dallas was, was very good. Um, the, the tackling was good. If the guy just catches the interception, you know, maybe things, you know, go a different direction. Um, there was that one catch that Kittle had that was that was crazy. Probably should have been intercepted as well or had his head taken off. And so the 49ers just kind of did just enough to win. Um, I, what The one thing I do wonder about San Francisco this time, they didn't get their running game going up until the time in the fourth quarter when I thought Dallas sort of tired out a little bit, you know, short week, long travel and such. Um, if that happens again, early on in Philadelphia with the way the Eagles rush the passer, um, the 49ers cannot allow themselves to be put into long yardage situations and have Purdy try to throw the ball against these Hawks. You, you know, just like the Giants found out the hard way, like you get in those situations, you, you have no chance because you've got was it 70 sacks, 75 sacks now on the year. Four guys with ten sacks, and then you've got Slay and Bradbury just and and, Gar- and Gardner John basically just sitting on routes, you know, because you know that they know you have to throw the ball, and they're going to throw the ball in certain because you're not going to push the ball down the field. That's the one thing I wonder about um, on that side for the 49ers. On the other side for Philadelphia, um, the 49ers defense, if you take a look, haven't really faced an offense like the Eagles this season. There was one game they faced the Chiefs that I think are missing like six defensive starters. I'm just going to throw that game out. So, what, seeing, trying to figure out, okay, well, do the Niners have a good pass rush? Yes, but the Eagles have the best offensive line in the business. Period, bar none, end of story. And so, you match up Bosa against either the left tackle or the uh, or, or Lane Johnson, uh, Armstead inside. Okay, fine. 
but I feel like the Eagles would be will be able to hold their own and not be overwhelmed by the 49ers pass rush. And since no team has really been able to defend the Eagles 11 on 11 this season, I'm trying to figure out from San Francisco's standpoint, okay, what do you want to take away? Do you want to take away the deep ball? Do you want to take away, try to figure out a way not for the Eagles to throw the ball downfield? Okay, I guess you could try. You want to try to take away the middle of the field with Dallas Goddard? I guess you could try that. You want to force the Eagles to run the ball? I mean, I wouldn't want to risk that. And then, of course, when all that fails, you have Hurts who can, you know, if it's third and four, take off and get you seven or eight yards if needed. And so I'm trying to figure out a lane in which where do the what do the 49ers want to take away? Maybe they just sort of just sell out completely on the run and force Hurts to – you know, pull the ball back on RPOs and, and, and push and throw the ball and just dare them to throw. But teams that have forced that this season have failed miserably. So the Eagles, unless they are turning the ball over on offense, they just haven't been stopped. Maybe Sunday's a game in which they turn the ball over. But if, if I just sort of just, if I'm not hoping for that and just look at the game sort of straight up, it's going to be hard for the 49ers to slow down Philadelphia. All right. Uh, I'm going to need you to counter that, Gabe. Sports take okay. four. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can see what, what the gentleman is saying, but here's here's the thing with with the Eagles. I mean, he said that um that the the Forty um, Niners haven't had. I mean, that Dallas was probably the best defense that they faced all season all season and. Yeah, the Eagles got they got some they got some ball um, guys on there too, but here's the thing about the Eagles defense they are susceptible against the running game. I mean, they are. They, they, I mean Saquon, Saquon Barkley even though he didn't have the, the I mean he didn't have a, a, a spectacular he was able to um, get some chunk um, runs against this Eagles de- um, defense. So yeah. I mean if Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell get going early and they have the balance. The Eagles, the Eagles defense are going to be in for a long game. As I say, Brock, and then you better, you also got to remember, you got Debo Samuel. You know he's going to get he's going to get his share of runs as well. So I, I believe I believe that they 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 can hurt the Eagles on the offensive side of the ball if they can establish the run early, get like you know five you know four or five yards a clip. Now, now on the defensive side of the ball, I mean. And one, what I'll admit, there's one thing that does kind of concern me, and that is, you know, historically, my Niners' defense have been susceptible to certain running quarterbacks. Now, I, I, I personally believe that, you know, the, 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 the best way that um, the, the 49ers could defend this offense is make sure, you know, I, I think I would take away the deep ball. I, I, think, I think they can take away the deep ball and just play them short. They can, if, they can play, if they play them short, what that means is, you know, if they make the tackle, you take away you, t- you take away that deep stuff. Because one of the things the Eagles, I mean, they they can hurt you short and deep. But I, I believe I take my chances and just play them short, come up and make the tackle, make them drive, you know, the length of the field instead of you know scoring on you quickly. So I mean, so but also like I say, and of course, you don't forget about the linebackers of the Forty ers I mean, Fred Warner. <laughs> It's got. I would argue, say, probably one of the top linebackers in this league. I mean, my in my opinion, he's. I think he's the best linebacker in this league. He can 
He can um he can stop the run. He can cover. I mean, he showed you, he showed you last week. He, he covered C.D. Lamb on a, on a couple occasions in that in that game. And Dre Greenlaw, he can he can he can um do the same. He can cover as well as um and stop the run. So I mean, I think you know we got and of course you got um Al Shire. I mean, he's underrated. He's underrated, but he he plays good ball too. So the line the linebacking core. It's, 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 I mean, if, if, if the linebacking core can just make sure Jaylen, keeps Jalen Hurts in, 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 in the pocket, I think I think you know, they can do some they, they can do some um, things with. Well, I mean, against the Eagles, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be tough. It's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be a lot of play. Both teams are gonna give up some plays, I believe. But I but, but I believe yeah. that 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 um that the the, the the best way for the for the Niners to you know slow them down. And of course, yeah. And here's another, oh, another thing. Let me point this out. The not we the Niners. Hell, I mean, are holding teams to almost seventy yards. I mean, I, I mean, rushing as a team. Dallas only had like what seventy, seventy-three yards, something like that, rushing. And the Seahawks, you know, the week before, I, I think I don't think I think they only had like sixty yards. So slow down the running game, make them a one-dimensional team, and I think they got them. Bam. All right. 929-477-4171. This is the 2023 NFL Championship Sunday edition of the Bleed Blue Show. Billy Bob, you are up. Both teams are evenly matched. But I want to say it like this here. <clears throat> if the 49ers have to win this game, one thing I know about the Shanahan, starting from Mike Shanahan, they have a good system. If you ever just see Mike Shanahan when he was with Denver, how they constantly used to just throw any running back back there and they just were just good for a good – it's just the system what it is. And then you kind of can see that with Kyle Shanahan right now. It's just the system what it is. I just think that's a very good system when it comes to the run game, even though he upgraded it with the motions and, and his, his, little, his little touch to it. He put his own little taste to it. But as far as uh, 49s on defense, they do have a little hole, and I think it's a secondary. And that's where I think the Eagles might catch them at, in the secondary because, like I said, when I, when I look at the Eagles, they have this offense, and I want to put it like this here, Jalen Hurts is almost looking like an upgraded Cam Newton, Cam Newton to me where he's not taking a physical abuse, where he know how to get down, where he know how to just run smart, be a, be a smart quarterback at, at, at what it is. But what I'm really trying to get at, I look at, Philadelphia offense, a nest offense, where they can be physical and also be a, a finesse team, even when it comes to their wide receiver core, because you know how we can mention uh, 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 Debo, we can mention uh, A.J. Brown. He's a physical receiver that's more like a running back, too, so when he like he just plays physical at the same sense. And then, you have, and then you got his finesse wide receiver game with the tight end. So, And then you have two running backs with Philly. So and Santa Miles Sanders don't came a long way. So it's like the way they can get you, they can offset that. They can offset the forty nine er front line, and that's their strength. Which I think they can offset that with the with the uh, read pass game, and that right there is like very hard to stop when you watch them boys go. And if they start gelling, if they start getting it and going, that's going to be hardly hard to stop. Like I said, that eleven eleven now. And that's why I think they can really get the 49ers because you're asking safeties to come up. You actually have man coverage, 
And if you ask for man coverage, and the man was upset last week for not getting the ball that he wanted against us. So AJ Brown, I, I'm looking for, I'm looking way forward to him having a big, humongous game. And that's, I think that's one of the things they're gonna look to very often and early in the game is to get AJ Brown going. Because if you get AJ Brown going, you just he that just opened up the whole entire game for Dylan Hurst to do what he do best. But like I said, if Fortnite is seen to want to win, they have to stick within their offense, they scheme a game or how how Kyle Shanahan normally runs it. But to me, I really fall. I'm really I'm really leaning towards Philly because when you got that that one thing when you can play physical and a finesse game at the same time. That's just so hard to stop, and it just confuses the whole team. And we see they've been doing it all season. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like say that's why I'm kind of looking at them like Jalen Hurts is always the key, but you got your AJ Brown. So I'm really leaning Philadelphia way. Okay, all right. Billy Bob has spoken. He's in his feelings. He spoke. Dre. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Billy Billy Bob. Niners not going to be spoken on that optimism, man. What's up, man? Niners ain't got no optimism, man. (laughs) He he spoke. He spoke. Man. Yeah, man. (laughs) Hey, listen. That brought brought the quarterback thing. I don't want to say going to cut to the end, but like I said, he's in a very good system. Now, that's up to him and Kyle Shanahan to figure that out. They got opportunities there. Cause you know I I, I can't I ain't gonna knock the Forty Nine ers because they got a high power offense. I mean I mean you can see it with the what what with the personalities they got there, but Taylor Hurts and the boys looking kind of good too, man. I don't know it could be because they, they went against my team, but it, it, if they continue what they've been doing all season, that looks very hard to stop. Right. Billy Bob, let me ask you right. let me ask you this, and let me ask everybody else the same question. Who would you have more confidence in between the two teams if either of them got behind by 10 points? Damn. That's a good one, man, because I don't think I have more confidence. Ah, uh, that quarterback. I'll I, I still lean Philly way. And like I said, they can play both ways. And then, you know, Philly, and then the reason why I'm saying Philly, because they also have two block-down corners. So that plays tremendously a big deal when you got two good corners and all right safeties back there. So you're looking good. Mm-hmm. And that and that negates and that takes out the run. So if 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 Forty Nine got to come from behind, that takes their running game out, and that's what Philly is uh, lacking: the run stop. Okay. All right. Drake Brown, speak up. You up. Yeah, to answer that question, I have more confidence in Philly. And the reason why I have more confidence in Philly is because you got to think about it. If they're down by 10, the, the, the Niners, if they're down by 10, you know, I don't care who's back there running the ball. They're going to do more passing. They do more passing, that's going to get them 70-plus sacks ready to come at them. And not to, not, not to mention, they got a rookie back there. He hasn't been looking like a rookie since he's been in there, but he hasn't been playing against a defense that could really get at him like Philly has neither. So, basically, Philly would change him from a game manager to a basically quarterback with a coach to say go out there and win it. 
we haven't seen that in none of the games that San Fran has won. Just him going out there and winning the game for them. He's he's great in the in the system that he's in and what they're asking him to do and what they've been asking him to do, but we haven't really seen anybody push his buttons yet. And that's that's the reason why I say Philly because they man they get down by ten. Philly probably just blitz every every down. If they get if they down by ten at at the half and they come in, Philly might just blitz every every damn down from third quarter all the way to fourth to try to rattle him to see how good he is to see if he's gonna make them rookie mistakes. You know, see if he 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 can read defenses pretty good, but can he read it? Can can he read it? And you know a half a second or a second because, you know, the big dogs is on his ass. That's what he's going to have to do. So that's why I, that's why I say Philly. Now, this game right here, it's going, it's going to be a, it's going to be a dog fight for both offenses. Straight up dog fight because, you know, Philly, Philly got the best pass rush, right? And hurts. I'm still convinced. He's not a hundred percent. I'm gonna give you an analogy. If her if Hurts isn't if Hurts isn't pressured, like he really wasn't pressured against us the last game of the season, you notice when he was throwing passes and he would throw it long, he would kind of like ease into the throw, kind of float it. That's not putting stress on that shoulder. But if you're getting after him and he got to get rid of the ball quick. Putting a snap, that's putting a quick snap in that shoulder, and that's wear and tear. That's what I mean by last week. We didn't, we wasn't after him. He he didn't have to throw the ball quick and and test that shoulder, but he's going to have to do that in this game because let's let's not make no mistakes. Uh, San Fran's defense, it's not the it's not defensive line that only do the sacks. Their linebackers be sacking you. They straight possessed back there. Them boys be acting like three, four years old that had cotton candy all night and can't go to sleep. They hyper as hell back there. <laughs> and they get after the quarterback and after the ball. So, this is this, hey, this like this is a game of chess. This is this is grandmasters. You got to be a grandmaster to come out of this one unscathed because it, it it could go either way, but. If well, Hurts shoulder is really go either way. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Hurts shoulder is really what I think it is, which is not a hundred percent, we just made it look a hundred percent. Then it's it's, it's going to be a long, long. It's going to be a long, long day for Philly's offense, man. And well, they're taking a lot defense. of sacks in this game. Yeah, you better take a lot of sacks yeah, in yeah. this one because if he because that's that's going to test the shoulder when he takes that first sack or that first hit right right near that shoulder. Will he be able to hold up? Because if he ta- if he if he takes like let's just say I think if he takes like four four five sacks like you say a couple from Nick Bosa, you know come up the middle, then you're gonna see how how I mean how how serious that shoulder injury is. And and to keep it real with you, it don't even have to be sacks. They can hit him because the hits will get to him too. Oh yeah, absolutely. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. If they if they hit him and and you know if they hit him and and get him on the ground, you know without without the flags coming out, you know, like getting there right at the second when the ball is thrown and, you know, hitting him and he hit the ground without the ball, all that. And he, 
any 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 contact on his body is going to test that shoulder. Whether he got the ball in his hand, which is going to be a sack, or whether it's out of his hand, which is going to be a hit. And he's going to he 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 yeah he he's going to slide. He's going to be sliding. Or when he take off the run, he's going to be sliding. I guarantee you, he's going to be sliding or running out of bounds. He he's not going to be like the Jalen Hurts before the shoulder. He he's going to actually slide and and run out of bounds, and he's going to try to set the defense up to get them fifteen yard roughing the uh, hitting the defenseless uh, quarterback when he do the slide too. Oh, absolutely. That, that's what that's what yeah, discipline needs yeah, to come he, to play. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's he's what discipline going, has to that. come into play. Uh huh. Okay. But yeah, that's that's kind of hard to that's kind of hard to call. I can't even call who's going to win. So that's just you know. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. Azul, Showtime. Yeah. Um. Somebody mentioned a lot of Hall of Famers are going to be on the field, and when I think about this game. You talk about the legacy of Trent Williams, who's been playing against the Eagles for all those time, you know, all that time in Washington, and how he's going to hold up against a very elite uh, pass rush. And I thought Mike McGlinchey had a, a, a kind of a subpar game, but then again, it is against Dallas, so you would expect to have or him have a, a bounce back game on the edge on the opposite side. Um, yeah, that's that's a hostile environment. I mean, Chris, you already know and. Oh, Any anybody yep. who's been to a game in Philadelphia, it's a different animal. It's just different, man. Like that's just it's college versus it's like it's like riot light, man. The fans are very very rabid for an NFL team, um, and it, it, it matters. That, that goes, <laughs> it might be even worse, man. <laughs> it might be worse. Uh, <laughs> And then um, you add to the fact that I want to see how Purdy responds to the noise because, like Chris said, they are they they think they got the Super Bowl in the bag, dog. They they, yeah. they think they got it in yeah. the bag. And it's uh, I mean, how can you blame them? Because the roster is put together so well by Harry Roseman. I mean, you can't. I mean, as an objective Giant fan, I can't deny that is a very good roster. Huh. You picked up the right guys because guys got cut. I.e. Bradbury, he's a good number, a very good number two to opposite Darius Slay. I mean, that's going to be a very good matchup between Ayuk and Debo Samuel if he's lined up outside, and you know, you know Jennings, the, the, the third receiver on that offense, and then and, and, and George Kettle. Like, who's going to D up on him over in the middle of the field? You know, because they have. Uh, I mean, Eagles could do a, a couple of things. Now, matter uh, the defensive coordinator could uh, hold suit and do it. That's another thing because that's the one doubt Eagle fans do have is they are not big on their defensive coordinator because the the talent overrides the uh, the coaching. If that makes any sense. So, I mean, this is a battle of systems. The Eagles' office is a very good system with Jalen Hurts, who's he he runs it on a well-oiled machine, and we already talked about even on Tuesday about the Niners, uh, with you know, you could throw in Lance, you could throw in Jimmy Garoppolo, you could throw in Purdy, but Purdy you gotta go into this hostile environment. I, I am kinda anxious to see how he fares against uh the snap count, the crowd noise and how they'll do against that. Uh as far as the Eagles, um watch out for that Gardner Johnson versus George Kittle um 
matchup. That's a, that's a key one for me. Uh, we already know the, the cornerbacks are going to be on the wide receivers, and if Debo comes out of the backfield, they're going to make the adjustment on defense, the Eagles. But uh, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, uh, Hargrave, Linval Jones, I mean, they got all guys that are going to be coming, and I would like to see the Niners' old line hold up to task. And, and I agree with uh, who it was, it was Gabe. Fred, Fred Warner could cover his ass off, so you might see a little bit of shadowing or – following Dallas Goddard around that middle of the field. If he could keep up with C.D. Lamb, he should be able to – and he's a very reactionary linebacker in uh, Fred Warner. Listen, this is one of those games, Chris. <laughs> this is one of those games, Chris. I want to bet with my brain, but deep down I'm like, ah, I can see it happening, man. But I, you already know who I want to win. But is it – a yeah. matter are they going to win? That's why I'm not taking the bet. <laughs> I can't take this bet today, man. I got we got to get the Eagles out no. of the fucking playoffs, man. No. We got to figure it out something, Gabe, <laughs> Carl. We got to do something, guys, man. I, I'm tired of the yeah. Eagles, man. I am I, tired. I, I, we we got to figure telling, out something, man. Yeah, it's funny. I remember telling Chris. I think it's maybe about the third week of the season. I told. Remember, we had a. I think it may have been on a post game. I told him. I said, I think the Eagles are the best team in the league. Like the, I, I think I gave him the record. I said, I think the Eagles probably go like 14-3. and three. I think that's what they finished up with. But after, when they got to the playoffs, it was sort of, you know, all bets were off. The problem now is that, you know, if – see, I don't mm, – even if they got past this game, the Super Bowl's not a lock. You know, all, I think all four teams can win. All, all four teams that are playing this Sunday can win the championship. There's no doubt – there's not a – there's not an underdog story of the, of the four. So – even if they won this game, like, would I be gung-ho to pick them over the Chiefs or, or Cincinnati? Uh, not sure, but I'd be leaning towards it. I would say that. I mean, they, hey, listen, they've been the best team all year, hands down. It's just, it's just, you know, it's been that way. If the guy didn't get hurt, they probably would have gone like 16-1. All yeah. right. So, uh, What's your thoughts, Chris? Oh, you're asking me my thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're oh. the eagle hater. Uh, you're the, oh, the, the number one eagle hater on the Easter Sobor- Easter Seaboard. I, and I'm probably like top five. Um, okay, well, what do I think? Um, look, I'm going to have to kowtow and agree with Carl about the fact that, yes, the Eagles are one of the best offenses in the league. But their biggest test will be the, the nine, against the Niners' defense. I'm going to tell you why. No, there's a name that nobody asked, or nobody said t- tonight. The guy's name is D'Amico Ryan. Okay, he's got this squad playing at a fever pitch, and they're number one in all kinds of defensive categories, man. Number one in, in, in yards allowed per game, and points allowed per game, all that shit. The defense is number two in rushing yards allowed, and like um, I think. Was Gabe, I think his game said it's 77. That's that's one less than of all people, the Titans. But um, yeah, um, look, when the Eagles have the ball, you, you look at he's okay. Hurts is looking at at Bosa, Warner, and I forget the safety's name. Is it's a Tagalog name? Javarius uh, Ward? Oh, you talking about the Funga. The Funga. You talking about the Man, he's a monster. He's a monster. Okay, let me tell you something. The, the running game has been the Eagles' bread and butter all year. 
Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. I don't know where they stand, but I, I wouldn't imagine it's less than fifth or sixth in the in, in uh, NFL yards per game. The 49ers have not played a more mobile quarterback like Hurts all season long. Now they played they played Justin Fields in Week One, but that was before you know that was before the team was you know revamped and you know they went on to other things. That was What's a that happen? was a rainy ass day, Chicago. Remember all yeah. that mud in that field that game? I remember. And, yeah, that monsoon mon- 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 messed us up. But you know, but the, the defense, <laughs> the defense was the defense was, un- was undisciplined in that game too. I mean, it, it, it a lot of stupid penalties, kept drives alive. And see, Ray see, had no business saying. winning that game. But that was a long that was a long time ago. Considering it was this season, that was a long time ago. That's a, that was a different team. The yeah, Niners are going to probably put a spy. The, 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 the Niners going to put a spy on Hurts. That's for you know to account for his ability to scramble. But they have and they have the players to do it. They, like I said, they got Warner, they got his um, Greenlaw, they got Al Jazeera. Is that his name? And Al Jazeera. Yeah. My matchup here. My matchup here is between the Eagles running, and this is what I'm looking for. Steve, to take a little bit of your thunder, Steve, about matchup. The Eagles running game. And the Niners rushing defense—that's the pivotal matchup to me. And another, oh, and another matchup to watch is the Eagles. I've been let, I've been let you know right now. This is this is what you got to worry about. The Eagles plan to attack um, the 49ers secondary. They are not afraid to take shots and throw that ball down the field. And if he has an opportunity, her first has the opportunity to connect with with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Those throws that can make a break this fucking game and, and, allow, and, and possibly allow the, the Eagles a chance to go where I really don't want them to go, okay? Because Javarius <laughs> Ward and um, Lenore, I, well, they're not household names, but they're going to have to be on their desk this time. And Dallas Goddard, let me tell you something. He's going to be, you know, operating in the middle of the field. And this is, this is definitely one of the better defenses. 49 is one of the better defenses in the league against tight ends. When Hertz is back to pass, Carl, I think it was Carl, who was it? Or Billy Bob, I don't know. When Hertz is back to pass, the matchup between the Eagles offensive line and the Niners pass rush, that's going to be key, y'all. Because, okay, because Lane Johnson's ready. Malata's ready. But Bosa? And then you got those, and, you know, Kelsey and them, they have to, uh, they have to count for, what's, what's the name? Help me out, y'all. Kinlaw's over there, Armstead. Um, I forgot the other Samson, the other guy. San Fran's defensive line is monstrous. I just think that it's not going to be as easy as you think for the night for the for the um for the Eagles. And Carl, I'm, I said all of that to say this: Look at the, the 2022 um, results of the of the schedule for the for the, for the Eagles. The Eagles have been behind at at least. I mean, I'm sorry, ahead, and at least about eight of these freaking games. They're front runners. They get out in front of you, and they don't really play well in the second half, y'all. The, the scout for last week, okay? We ain't going to talk about that. But <laughs> think about it. Think about, think about the, Jack, think about the Jack, Jacksonville game. Think about the Lions game. Think about the first freaking um, 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 Washington game and the second Dallas game. Oh, you know what? Think about the Houston game. The Texans. That was wild. They took a nap that. Huh? They took a, they took a nap that night, and you would have too with that team. 
<laughs> well, I tell you what, they over fucked up. The point is, they can't do that against the 49ers. 49ers have other shit to worry about. To Steve's point, let me tell you something. They're going to rattle that boy. I have a feeling, I have a feeling they will. They, I mean, I mean, they need to give him right now some, some meditation, some shock therapy, okay? Because even though he's 7-0 as a pro, you're talking about a raucous NFL title atmosphere. I mean, also, here's another thing I would, I, I would add to that, too. At the coaching. I think coaching is going to be key in this one. Now, now I mean, Nick Seriani has been yeah. a good coach, but, I mean, that, I mean, Kyle Shanahan has the experience. My Niners have been to the um, NFC Championship three out of the last four years. So I think when it comes to, you know, game situation and things like that, I think coaching is going to be key. And I think, you know, Kyle's, you know, he's had his share of mistakes and things like that. But I think, you know, he's grown as a coach. And I, I, and I, just, I just believe that, you know, when the game is on the line, I think, I think Kyle is going gonna, is gonna, to um, dial up the right plays at the right time. You know, to he put, just to, to put um, Brock Purdy in the in, in the position, to, you know, to come out on top. Tell him to go okay, for Okay, he just made. But let me let me add one last thing. Let me add one last thing because I don't like to hog the show, man. Because you you know, Steve knows I don't like to talk, and he makes me do it anyway. But anyway, <laughs> but look here. Here's the other res, here's the other reservation. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham. You got. They're all going to be free agents. You got one-year deals on Sue and and Joseph, okay? You got they're going to have to give Jalen Hurts, regardless of the outcome, they're going to have to give him 175 million next year. So so Miles Sanders might not be here. So they they know the Eagles know this is their last hurrah, possibly. You okay? Oh, Fletcher Cox, the other one I'm trying I was thinking about trying to think of. And you know what? That kid Jordan Davis that came out. He'll play tomorrow, or I'm sorry, he'll play Sunday. But you know what? He's not 100% either. They know what's at, at, at stake here. They, the Eagles know it. I cannot, with the heart of hearts, pick these motherfuckers because I feel like they, they are akin in my heart to Lucifer. However, I, I got to tell you, they have a lot of motivation to win this game, especially at the place they're playing at. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right, gentlemen. We have. Absolutely, fifteen minutes left. So we need some final thoughts uh, and, and elongated ones. Uh, what you what were you gonna say, Billy Bob? I was gonna say uh, if you want to put this in my final thought, I was gonna just say like I really think they got the blueprint to beat the Forty Nineers because one thing I thought that the Dallas would be just didn't have was a not saying they're not a smart uh, uh, not a smart tight end, but the tight end kind of hurt them. I think Dak should have used a, uh, you should have used his leg, and then they only had one running back. Which I, if you're looking at Philly, they got a good tight end. They got two running backs. I mean, let's put it like this here. I don't want to say this, but ever since I've been watching both of these boys come out of Penn State, Penn State Miles Sanders has been looking way better than Saquon. If you're looking at, it. I don't want to oh, say from okay, okay. the way, but showing your mic off, though. Uh, you got to stop. You got you know better than that. Real. You know better than that. Don't you even. Bars, I'm saying. Don't you even. between. Listen, listen. Don't you even. You don't even. No, man. No. No, no, no. 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 If we're talking about running backs that's running between, Saquon been good this year. I gave Saquon his credit. 
But Miles Sanders, since he's been in the league, been running through the tackles very well. That's why he's looking way okay, more better than Saquon to me. Okay, put it. Okay, okay, you know, okay put it. Why, why do you do that to me, man? We was having a real nice show, man. Why you do that? Listen, Steve. Listen, Steve. I mean, listen, Chris. So, so then, so so then you ask him like this: <laughs> Does Miles Sanders look better than Saquon running in between the tackles and all that? that Saquon's first and second year. Look, I want to stay first and second year because we're talking about before the injury. We're, we're talking um, about before the injury the now. Wait, first and second wait, wait, year. What's the question? Hey, I'm gonna listen. ask you one time. What's the question? What's the question again, um, um, Dre? Say oh, I said last, all you gotta do is ask him. All you gotta do is ask him. Does he look better running the ball in between the tackles than Saquon when Saquon was on his first and second year? And the reason why I said first and second year because that was before that was that, that before that the ACL, quality. and then after the wow. year after he, you know, he he running generally. He scared. He looked like he was scared last year. He had more confidence now. But the first year and second year, Saquon, uh, pre-injury is what I'm asking. Now, listen, one thing I want to get y'all to understand, let's not get it twisted. As far as having big plays, we can say Saquon has that. But as far as being consistent, Miles Sanders being consistent now, bro. Miles Sanders didn't have no goddamn ACL. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Listen, listen. I know what Billy – I know what Billy Bob's talking about because I'm looking at Sanders' history, right? So he's been in the league four years. This is his yards per carry each of his four years. 4.6, 5.3, 5.5, and 4.9 this year. Like, let's, uh, when Sanders is actually handing the ball, he does work. Now, whether he gets the ball consistently or not is another thing. But when he gets the ball, he gets the yardage. I mean, the Billy Bob point, he's not hes not wrong about that. So what well, was, he doesn't get the yards by himself. What was, was Saquon? Look at the difference in the damn uh, the, the lines they run behind. Is that, Look at yeah, the difference in the lines they run behind. With Saquon average the first and second year, and keep in mind, it was always one uncovered right, defender right. coming. He was wait, dodging wait, people wait. in the backfield all wait, year. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say, look, hold up, hold up, y'all. I got to cut this short, even though I don't leave, even know how I'm, I'm a diehard Saquon Barkley cat. But I'm trying to keep the show true to its title, man. The, the title the title is 2023 <laughs> NFL Championship Sunday. So on that note, okay, everybody put their two minutes in, and let's have it started with Carl at the C-Note. Final thought. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, like I said, good week of football coming up. Um, you know, for a couple of guys here, I'm just thinking about, you know, sort of um, sort of a long-range thing. Like Cincinnati, you know, there's, you know, there's always that talk about the Super Bowl hangover, but Cincinnati's right back here again with a chance to go back-to-back. I think it's only happened like three times in the last 30 years that, that a team that lost the championship got back to the championship the next year, like that's really hard to do. And, and they're on the, on the doorstep of that, you know, the Chiefs can get the Super Bowl for what the third time if they win. Uh, Philadelphia can cap off a, you know, could be in the Super Bowl for the what, second time in six years. You know, basically win the championship, rebuild the roster, get back to the championship in that quickest span. It's, that'd be crazy. And then San Francisco has been a, you know, a very good team all around trying to just break through and finally get that title for themselves. So for everybody – They've all got a story. Um, 
you know, from, from, you know, all the players, all the coaches, and all we could hope for, because I thought last week's games, for the most part, and I don't know about anybody else, I thought last week's games were pretty disappointing in terms of just, like, the overall excitement and quality of the games itself. So we can only hope that you know, the two games we get on Sunday are just sort of, you know, knifed, you know, right to the right down to the wire, uh, you know, where we're just sort of on the edge of our seat. But I'm, I'm fearing that that might not be the case in both of these games. Mm. Okay. But, hey, Carl, who are you, who are you picking to win? You yeah. one of the teams you're talking about. Oh, save it for your final thoughts, whatever you all got. Carl, I mean, uh, uh, Gabe, you up next. Okay, well, I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me onto the show. I mean, I, 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 I've enjoyed, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. This is your um, time coming. You family now. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, um, I'm just gonna say this. I mean, I, I, I guess I just recorded the um episode with my predictions and everything, but you know, I'll just go ahead and just say it on here. And um, but I believe it's gonna be you know my 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals to witness. I mean, I I believe that you know these games are gonna be close. I believe both of these games are gonna go into the fourth quarter, as um um college football um. Game day analyst Lee Corsa would say, for these games, you better pack a um, lunchbox. Because this is going to be ice. These games, I believe, are going to be ice bag games. I mean, it's going to be knockdown, drag out fights, particularly the Niners and, um, and the Eagles. But I just believe, like, in the end, as, as I stated, Kyle Shanahan, with, you know, with his experience, I think is going to, you know, in a close game, I think is going to dial up the right plays to put Brock Purdy in position to get out of there with a, with a victory. On the other side, Joe Burrow just has that it. I mean, they're playing on it with a chip on their shoulder because, you know, they, they already uh, assumed that if Buffalo was going to win and Chiefs and the Bills and Chiefs and the Bills are going to play in that neutral site in Atlanta, and Joe Burrow went out there and just, you know, disrupted things. So I just believe that it factor is just there for, for, Joe, for, Joe, Bur- for Joe Burrow and company. So look for that to propel them. Thank you, thank you, Gabe. Sports State galore with Gabe. All right, Billy Bob, final thought, bro. Final thought. Uh, listen, I'm kind of happy that it did end off this way with teams that look like that should be there, which it, like it is what it is. So it, I'm it's even on both sides, but I'm looking at Cincinnati to take this one. And I'm leaning – like, I got to lean toward – I'm not going to lie to you. I'm leaning towards Philadelphia to win this one, too. And also, the thing about it, let's put it like this. I said Philadelphia had two running backs. Let's put it like this. They got three running backs. So, we forget that number 35 that usually killed the Giants. I forgot his name. And he been, he did the damage to – Boston Scott, man. Well, there we go. He got, he got 11 so touchdowns against so us, I boys, think. I, yeah, felt like a 9-11. I don't know. And he's a good red zone running back too, so that's a great thing about that. So there we go. So I'm 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 rolling with uh, Philly and uh, Cincinnati, man. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts to it, man. All right, Billy Bob, Dre, your two minutes, real quick. Yeah, listen, I got. It's I'm 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 looking I'm looking at you know Cincinnati in the in the Super Bowl. Um, like like I said, Mahomes, man, it, it it all depends on Mahomes, how he plays and how he looks out there to motivate the team. If he, you know, he look he looked like the quarterback of the, of the Super Bowl that they lost, then they screwed. Cincinnati's definitely going. But um, 
as far as the, the Eagles and San Fran, like I said earlier, man, I can't, I can't really pick. But this is going to be the type of game that you will not. I repeat, you will not want to call the Dallas Cowboys field goal kicker to be playing in this game. If you get my drift, because <laughs> the, the offense is going to have a hard time scoring, man. They going field goal kickers going to earn their paycheck. This one, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. They they gonna earn their they gonna earn their keep this one. But um, I don't yeah, I don't I, I can't I can't pick that one, man. I'm like Okay. I I, I don't right, know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> Drake Brown makes me laugh, man. He do he do I love that guy. Um uh, Eagles played the Giants offense, right? Led by Saquon Barkley. Outside of him, Giants don't have any other imposing weapons. But this year, I mean, this week, they pretty much have a Barkley equivalent at every skill position. Christian McCaffrey, Ebo yep. Samuel, Brandon Alyuk, George Kittle. Okay? So, yeah, it is going to be a big game for of um, Epps and Blankenship and Arna Johnson, you know, it's going to be, you know, going to be interesting. Well, no, not Arna Johnson. I think I think Maddox is going to start in his place. And also Samuel and Alu, they could be used in a run game as well. Okay? So they're going to have to utilize these caps because I think Purdy might get the jitters. He just and it's no, no reflection on him, but this is, like I said, like Steve alluded to, this is a circus, so I'm not really sure what the hell is going on. As for the other side, I'm sorry. I don't see at all, and I'll be very to the point with this, I can't see Joe Burrow not going to the Super Bowl no more. I just can't do it. <laughs> um, I, I, just, I, 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 I just cannot see it. I cannot see it. Um, Kansas City, basically, you know, People forgot that McKinnon really led them with yards after the catch this year, not Kelsey, you know. But once Mahomes got hurt in that game, you guys saw it. Once he got hurt, you know, his his targets – I mean, um, McKinnon's targets disappeared, man. You know, I have a feeling that they're going to be totally taken away this time. We'll see. But I, I'm pretty sure that that's the kind of confidence that the Bengals have leading up to this. On that note. Let me tell everybody that they can always check before I bring Azul back on. Uh, they can catch this this game. I'm sorry, this this uh, this podcast and others just like it on all the social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, um, um, the um, YouTube if they want to. The whole nine yards. Uh, check us out on uh, Spotify. Check us out on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Podcast Republic, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Apps, everywhere. And check out the Nickabaka Ave joint. Check out Rock, Ranger Proud on Facebook, Twitter, Empire Sports Media, and Forever Blue Shirts, for everything around the AHL. And uh, I'm going to turn this show over now. We're closing with, oh, and I also want to thank a couple of people. I want to thank for, for showing up. Carla C. Notes, Dre Graham. Billy Bob, Dave, tell us real quick about your show one more time. The number there, please. Uh, it's uh, Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I mean, it's mostly audio. You can follow it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, wherever you spot um, 
Genio Podcast. Of course, I'm on Twitter at GGSports13. And, of course, I have a Facebook page, um, Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. So please check that out and please, um, you know, follow me. Okay, done. Abdul, you are on the mic, sir. Hey, I got nothing left. This was a fantastic episode. Thanks to Carl. Thanks to Billy Bob and yourself, Chris, Gabe. Thank you for joining us and, you know, giving him a listen. He knows his sports. Thank you very much for coming on. You already know who I want to win, man. You'll see me on Twitter talking about it all Sunday. (laughs) We got to get Philadelphia out of here, man. We have got to get them out of here, man. There'll be a replay of, what's that, Super Bowl 15 or something like that with San Francisco and – I am – I'm hoping to see a result sort of like, uh, you know what, remember when Tampa Bay went to Philadelphia and beat them on the road when Rondé Barber had yeah. the, uh, the interception? Yeah. I want something like that kind of effort. I love it. Shit, was it John Lynch? Wait a minute, was it John Lynch on that Buccaneers team? Let's, you know, a little bit of magic? Yes, he yep. was. Exactly. So you, you got the that right general down. manager who's been in that situation who could pump that blood into that 49er locker room. So let's go Niners for exactly. one week. <laughs> I gotta say that one week. I want to say blue, blue to everybody. Let's go. Hey, let's go Niners. I'm looking for Niners and, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl like everybody else. Sangre Azul. Hey, bleed blue, y'all. This was a great show. <laughs> Give yourself a hat. Yep, bleed blue. Hey, hey, one, bleed blue. Hey, one question. See, what do you think about the Knicks and the third lefty? Oh Lord, have mercy! The Knicks, the, the, you said the Knicks in the what? In the third lefty, AJ, the third uh, lefty. I don't understand the question. You said the third lefty? Yeah, RJ Barrett. Oh, Barrett. Oh, I, oh, Alfred. I mean, you know, we talk about he's a great Alfred. You know, <laughs> you can always have an Alfred. You know, Batman. Batman is. Um, uh, you know, in the closing is going to be Brunson. Randall's your Robin. He's a strong Robin. But RJ's just, he's an Alfred. You know, there's no wrong with Alfred. He's not a Robin, and he's not a, uh, he's definitely not Batman. Well, I'll tell you hey, one babe. thing. He's he going to be trade bait come, come to trade, trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you know, this NBA, it's, it's sports, anybody could be traded, so. You know, that, that yeah. just goes without saying. Hey, y'all, I got to break right, out of here. All right. Yeah. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, fellas. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,